whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with our international team, Dr. Mike Eden, Dr. Jonathan Guildthorpe, and Andrea Claridge, journalist and businessman from Croatia. And we'll have reports from all of these other countries as well as the U.S. And it is the week before Christmas. We do hope all of you are focusing on the hope that comes with the light of Christ coming into the world at the Christmas season and the hope for all of us that that brings when we are overwhelmed by the unleashing of this evil agenda on humanity that is coming at us from so many directions, the climate change trying to lock down our lives and sabotage our food supply and micromanage our lives and force us into digital prisons, the experimental COVID shots that are gene therapy agents that are contaminated, that are causing death and destruction around the world, most, most especially the countries, Western countries that are heavily vaccinated, and the failure of the media to report the truth, the control of the narrative. These are all massive assaults on our lives, on our freedom, and on our our sense of spirit of life and liberty that is a God-given, God-given gift, not the government's. And so as we focus on the news headlines from around the world, and some of them are very troubling. I want you also to keep in mind that this is the season of hope and joy and love. Hold those you love close to you and celebrate what is good about this season and take a stand against the evil control of your lives that you see coming from all directions. And we'll talk more about that in the show today. But I want to start with some very alarming news from the United States. The VAERS data has, and there have been a number of reports just just this past week, that in America alone, there have been 158,000 excess deaths of Americans in 2023 compared to the same time frame in 2019. And that excess death rate of 158,000 people is disproportionately affecting young, healthy, employed people, predominantly young men. Men are dying in greater numbers in America, but women are being damaged. This is all part of that unrestricted warfare that all of us in the Western countries are being subjected to. But we have never seen deaths at this rate. It it is absolutely staggering. The cancer deaths are skyrocketing since 2021. The turbo cancers that Dr. Mackis in Canada has courageously brought to the attention of the world. And he also presented at the parliament presentations in Croatia. And you'll hear more about that as part of the program. The cancer deaths 
are also hitting younger people. They are aggressive, late stage cancers. They don't respond to chemo and radiation treatment like traditional cancers have always done. It is very alarming to see these young, healthy people. And I'm talking people, children, people in adolescence, young adult women, breast cancers in women in their 20s and 30s, aggressive melanomas, brain cancers, pancreatic cancer, lung cancers. These are late stage. People are being diagnosed at stage four. That, that is so unusual in my medical career. I've never seen anything like it. And Truth for Health Foundation has just completed a five-part series on innovative treatments for these turbo cancers that doctors are not discussing with patients. And that includes ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, mebendazole, albendazole, fenbendazole, and even bee venom and other repurposed drugs. Please, if you know someone who has been diagnosed with an aggressive late-stage turbo cancer who's gotten the shot, refer them to our website, truthforhealth.org. Click on Faith Over Fear and all of the video programs with the scientific data and the summary of the treatments and the outcomes are part of our archive. And you can look at the treatment options that are available to you that many of your doctors are not telling you about. And then we look at the other alarming trend in the U.S. and around the Western countries is this massive apathy, lack of motivation, a a sense of just giving in to tyranny. People are sitting on the couch watching TV. They're lining up to go get their boosters and more poison in their bodies. They are not standing against the digital ID, the digital prison of a 15-minute city. And I think medically that's part of the endocrine damage of not only the COVID shots, particularly for men, because the testicular damage and the loss of testosterone is affected, is, is greatly affected by the COVID shots. But it's also all of these psychotropic meds, SSRIs, antidepressants, antipsychotics that alter the brain, increase prolactin, and decrease testicular production of testosterone that makes men lethargic and apathetic and lose their their fighting spirit. Testosterone loss in men doesn't just affect sexual function, which is the common image. Oh, gives you great erections or it gives you more sex drive or big muscles. That's the, that's the media image of what testosterone does. But for men, testosterone affects the brain, your drive, your motivation, your energy, your clarity of thinking. It affects the heart, the muscle of the heart. It affects muscles throughout your body, bones, your immune response. So when you start losing this critical metabolic hormone, and to a lesser extent, that affects women as well, because their bodies also make testosterone, we're seeing people who just don't have their normal drive and spark because they're losing the metabolic hormones due to the endocrine damage of the shots, the foods that people are eating with all of the processing and all the additives, the environmental endocrine disruptors, medications, alcohol, antidepressants, marijuana, narcotics, all of them are just damaging these critical endocrine pathways, these metabolic hormones that give us our energy and drive and clarity of thinking and help keep us from being depressed and lethargic. It's really important that you understand how all of this is designed to attack your health and your psychological health, your drive and your energy, as well as your spirit. 
your fighting spirit. It's all tied together. And all of the things that we've been talking about in our programs that are archived at truthforhealth.org will help you start taking the steps to stand back and stand up against these assaults on your life and your health. And the other alarming announcement that I'm very concerned about is the way in which big pharma and Pfizer is right there in the middle of all of this is buying up vitamin manufacturers and cancer treatment. There's an announcement just this week of Pfizer's multi-million dollar purchase of a major cancer treatment company. So the tentacles of big pharma are getting into the vitamin manufacturers, some of the reputable names. For example, Pfizer owns Caltrate, Centrum, Multivitamin, Emergency that everybody's taking for colds and flus. That's a Pfizer product, and we don't know what they've started putting in them. Nestle owns one of two of the vitamin companies that have always had a good reputation for quality and ingredients that were more effective, Pure Encapsulations and Garden of Life. They own others, but those are two that I used to recommend and I'm not comfortable recommending them. Metagenics has been bought out by an investment company. And then you're looking at Country Life and Jero and Natrol and so many of the smaller integrative therapeutics, enzymatic therapy, nature's way, all of these smaller reputable vitamin companies have been bought out by the big pharmaceutical companies and these corporate investment firms. And listeners, we don't know what they're putting in it. We do know that they're using less costly ingredients. They're using more synthetic ingredients. We don't know what else. There have been reports that we are trying to track down that indicate that they may be putting nanoparticles in the liquid vitamins. So it's an attack on, you've got to be really careful what products you buy. And we'll be doing more programs about that as you sign up for our email alerts with Truth for Health Foundation at truthforhealth.org. We'll be talking more about that. And that ties into an announcement from Dr. Yeadon. Hello, yes. <laughs> um, you'd like me just to update the information from the British Royal Society, Dr. Lee? Yes, Dr. Yeadon. I think your announcement about yeah. what just was published in, in the UK ties in with yeah. what I'm talking about. Abs- absolutely. I mean, <laughs> this... Although I'm a biologist, I'm I am a scientist. I've been a professional scientist for over 30 years. So given enough time, I'm quite capable of reading into the literature and I've done so. So alongside all the COVID stuff, I've been looking at global warming and I've I've come to the conclusion, and I'm very clear to repeat it, um, which is that it's simply not true that relatively modest increases in atmospheric CO2 caused by our burning of fossil fuel plays any notable role in the warming or cooling of the earth. What what does do that is uh, changes in solar activity, changes in the distance of the earth from the sun in our orbit. Our orbit is not perfectly circular. It varies from circular to oval as it were elliptical through time and the axis of the earth tilt slightly in a rhythmic fashion through time those are the things that change that change that are responsible for the dominant changes through time which we all know about ice ages and warm ages and so on and here's the key point for you it's the warming of the world caused by solar factors that slowly warms the oceans and let me tell you you know this that water dissolves less CO2 in it when it's warm than when it's cold. So when the world is warmed, after a period of time, the earth, the oceans also warm slightly and they degas. That's the source of the CO2 that rises. So when they're pointing at it saying, it's going up and it's you that's doing it, you awful people, you need to be constrained. 
don't drive your cars. It's all BS. The cause of that increase is the warming of the world by the sun and the degassing from the oceans of dissolved CO2. If you take a beer, two beers, and you pull the rip can, uh, open the ring pulls, leave one in the fridge, leave one in your warm kitchen, find out which one's fizzier in an hour. Well, it's the warm one that's lost all the fizz. It's exactly what I've just said. When the world warms, water, seawater, uh, dissolves less CO2. It's got to go somewhere. It evolves out of the surface of the ocean, and it's the stuff that they pick up at the Mauna Loa Observatory and tell you, oh, look, CO2 is rising. Of course it has been. It's gone, it's warm, it's gone up because the, because the Earth warmed. It's not, repeat, not the cause of Earth warming. And consequently, you could go back to your caves and have no cars, and it will not change the normal variable trajectory of the world. So there's no crisis. That's a lie. And the cause of the normal variation is nothing whatsoever to do with our production of CO2. And all that I have just said is published in a report by the British Royal Society that's looked at the changes in temperature and the changes in CO2, and they're in the wrong order. It's the temperature that changes first, and then the CO2, which undermines fatally all the BS you're told about from the World Economic Forum and others. Um, and that, so that's a critical lie I've known is not true for some time, and I wanted you to know it. And there's also publications, important publications that have said it too. Now, of course, the media aren't going to tell you this, so they'll carry on lying. But please listen to what I just said to you. It's not that complicated and repeat it to everybody you know. Excellent. And tell our audience the significance of the fact that this was published by the British Royal Society. I mean, that's a very prestigious organization. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very strange. It is a prestigious organization. It may be the oldest, maybe one of the oldest learned societies in the world. I think that suggests to us that there are a number of people there who are willing to, you know, risk reputation and funding by telling the truth. And that's that's not common in the No, last, it's in, in not. Last, yeah, it really isn't. So if I ever find out who it is, I'd want to go and shake them by the hand because that will probably terminate their funding. It, it, you never know it might have been written by i haven't checked the authors i just read the report but if they were half a dozen emeritus professors they may have just decided you know to hell with our post-retirement positions we're just going to tell the truth and i hope that's what's happened well i i hope so too dr Eden, and thank you for bringing that um mm. to our listeners particularly those in america that are hearing it because i'm sure they haven't seen the report and if you'll give me the link we'll put it in the show notes and sure. i want to read the report myself i really appreciate your sharing it i had the honor to be invited to speak at the royal society scientific meeting on testosterone in men and women in 2005 so i was in london speaking at the um, major event at the royal society it was probably one of the highlights of some of my uh, professional overseas speaking. So I just wanted to share that with you and with our audience. Dr. Gilthorpe, you had a comment on what Dr. Eden was saying. Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to make a comment there, Dr. Lee. I mean, it is the Christmas period. I'd like to... Um, you know, give the benefit of the doubt to the Royal Society, but they were extremely pro-mask, pro-lockdown in in the, uh, you know, in 2020. Uh, even the head of the Royal Society was extremely vocal about, you know, how we should all uh, lock ourselves down and and wear masks. So I, I hope it's really some sensible scientists in the Royal Society that have decided to speak up rather than some kind of propaganda exercise, but we'll see. Uh, I would just like to add the also a bit of a thought this there was the cop 28 climate conference which i think it was in saudi arabia or qatar in last week and the president of the of, of the whole thing actually came out and said you know if we go down this route of of chopping fossil fuels it'll basically take ourselves back to the stone age uh, which Al Gore was very, very upset about because he was so uh, clear, you know, obviously the Saudis are not going to want to stop selling their oil. And let's face it, they're not going to stop selling 
in oil anyway, because where do we get all these products from that we make from plastics? This is un unrealistic. But uh, it, it was good to hear someone on the national stage actually speaking about speaking out about the futility of trying to go net zero and off uh, our dependence on fossil fuels so quickly uh, because it will lead us back into you know economic um, catastrophe and and a new dark age if we do it too fast. Well, that's exactly right. And thank you for bringing that up. If you have a link to that meeting, we, we, we will post it. And I want to hear an update from Andrea Claridge about some of the follow-on discussions and media impact from the presentation, the major presentations that you organize for the Croatian parliament. What's been the response of the citizens as more of these programs have been aired for the citizens, what's been the response so far from members of parliament and the press that you may have been interacting with, Andrea? Uh, hello, Dr. Lee. Hello, Jonathan and Mike. Uh, well, it's a pleasure again to be with you here in the Visible Report. I think reaction is for now very, very good because we succeed from the start to ha have a great attention for the mainstream media. Of course, they were they were attacking us. They were talking that we are, you know, flat earthers, uh, conspiracy theorists, anti-vax, and everything. But they brought us lots of attention, and that was the most important thing because we are aware that uh, last three and a half years, the strongest tool from other side was censorship and we broke this censorship and we offer alternative view of all uh, what was happening in pandemic and about other things what are connected to pandemic and people now are much cleverer than uh, their governments and they are recognized what is the truth and who doesn't have interest to uh, talking openly about this uh, everybody knows that media is funded by the people who wants to follow the same narrative and we experience this already around the world with this trusted news and initiative same thing happened in croatia you know they they just put out one article and everybody else were recycling the same article they couldn't even uh, add anything new in the article and of course inside was uh, everything what was just propaganda nothing else and now we have a follow-up in the in our parliament uh we have uh, this friday we had last day of um autumn part of uh, session and uh, now it's paused for one month and the uh, three questions went officially to our government from our um, symposium this question were sent by a parliamentary party who was host for this symposium and these questions were about this contamination of plasmids of dna in the virus and why still government are pushing the same uh, vaccines why they didn't and what they are doing to check what is happening with the quality of this product and with adverse events and the uh, second question was concerning who who is responsible from the side of croatian government to make decision about new treaty and new international health regulations. And third question was what Croatian parliament is doing to protect our freedom and, uh, and uh, uh, human rights according implementing of a new digital wallet, digital money, what we are facing because we are in a Eurozone, we're using Euro as a currency. That means implementing of e, uh, digital Euro exactly central bank digital you know that's important to make the, the distinction uh we are facing that the, that our freedom of choice and uh, our freedom of of trading of financial freedom will be in danger because uh, i think the most uh, the most important freedom that we see it's not only freedom to talk openly it's freedom to uh, to uh, transact money without knowledge without private without without privacy and in case of digital money in central bank digital currency there will be no more uh, privacy and that's why we are concerned 
about our future human rights. And these three questions, they have according the law obligation to respond in one month time, 30 days. And we have here now a pause of one month because it's of Christmas uh, uh, holidays. Uh, usually here in Croatia, it's tradition that first two weeks of January, people are mostly going on skiing and uh, winter holidays. And also during the Christmas uh, holidays and the New, New Year's, uh, we have a tradition uh, not to do anything except celebrating. And that's why now it's a perfect time to go through all what was happening before and now expect in the middle of January respond officially from the government. And of course, after receive it, I will uh, talk here on this show openly what they finally, after they know everything, because we show them, we gave them proof, uh, they have everything, they cannot say we didn't know what will be their response. And I'm really satisfied with this because finally, again, we brought this discussion to our parliament. Well, Andre, you just did yeoman work in organizing that and bringing some of the top experts across the world to that program. I mean, you had Dr. Yeadon, you had Dr. Mackis, you had Catherine Austin Fitz, Professor Richard Werner, you had international lawyer Todd Callender, and you had so many other, Dr. Merle Nass. You had an incredible group of international, courageous, freedom, truth tellers. And I commend you for all the work that it took to bring that conference together on relatively short notice, get them to Croatia and organize this meeting for parliament. America and all of you listening, this is the work of one man who decided not to stand for tyranny. Each of you has the power of one to take steps in your community to help your family, yourself, and those around you not be subjected to the tyranny and the lies and deception. That is the will to live. That is the fundamental instinct for self-preservation, liberty, and life. We'll be right back after the break. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. Check out our store with reliable nutraceuticals and vitamins, not owned by Big Pharma and manufactured in a certified good manufacturing practices compliant facility in the United States. Go to www.truthforhealthstore.com. And if you order in the next day or so, you still have time to get them for Christmas and give the gift of health to someone you love. We'll be right back. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost, that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Welcome to the second half of the Whistleblower Report, and this is our international team bringing you the broad picture from the UK, Sweden, Croatia, and right here in America with Dr. Lee for America. And I do have the unique additional perspective of being a physician in practice in the US, and I'm seeing patients 
with all of these kinds of problems that we've been talking about that occur as a result of the injuries from the COVID shots, autoimmune disorders, you've heard Dr. Eden speak about the cancer rising, the the heart problems, the brain inflammation, the GI, the intestinal, IBS kinds of problems, menstrual irregularities, abnormal bleeding, testicular pain, low testosterone in men. I'm actually evaluating and treating patients with all of these problems. So I know how real it is. And yet the narrative, the control of the media that is absolutely got a vice grip on the truth. And that is the staggering thing that all of us are up against. And Dr. Gilthorpe, I know you had some really important points about that. Yeah, Dr. Lee, I I think, I mean, it's made me reflect a lot watching what's happened over the past two, three years and following the narrative and and how it's changed and, you know, how certain players within the, let's say, the the COVID vaccine narrative or or the anti-vaccine narrative have somehow kind of switched sides, you know, so you've had people that have been very prominent uh, saying one thing in the beginning and then switching over and then saying something on the other side. Uh, and I've forgotten the name of the particular CIA detect director that said this, but he said, you know, we'll know that our job is done when everything the public believe is false. And I think that's one very important thing that people should keep in mind when listening to not us, because we're only telling you the truth. No, we're discussing what we think might be the case or not. But what you see generally in the mainstream media, in films, in television, is fed to you in order for you to, to you know, um, go through with a certain behavior, either to buy something or to act in a certain way or to support a particular cause or not. And, you know, for that to happen, they need to have control of both sides of the narrative. They, they don't want people to have a static view. They need to, people to be shifting, undecided, not quite sure what to believe, and ideally flip-flopping from one side to the other. Because if you have that kind of motion, then it's easier to steer people into the particular narrative or, or direction that they want you to go. If you're very you know, static, you, you're sure of your beliefs and your ways, then you're very difficult to steer. And this, I think, is why religion, and particularly Christianity, and probably other religions as well, is, is such, um, you know, a, a, an anathema to, to the people that now want to steer us into this new future, this new digital world, this new great reset. Because if we have set beliefs and we don't need to go to the government to find out what's true and what's not true, then they can't control us. And, and this new, you know, plan for humanity where we take away capitalism and steer everyone with central bank digital currency and have basically an elite class and a class of serfs again uh, requires that we don't think for ourselves. We're not allowed to think for ourselves. And I I think this is where social media has come in. It's driven a lot of divisions. Uh, You you don't go onto social media usually and agree with the other people that you talk with. It's often a way to to have an argument. Uh, And it's very, very effective delivering dopamine release in the brain. So you know, going onto social media and, and getting likes or or seeing something that you like, like a cute cat or a nice thing you'd like to buy, triggers dopamine release in the brain. So this is a very powerful reward system, which all drugs feed into as well. Um, so we're being manipulated and without realizing it, and quite often the heroes that we choose to follow are probably selected for us in order that we follow them, or at least allowed to exist in the, um, you know, the the Colosseum or the, the amphitheater of, of, you know, where we get our entertainment from these days. In the days of Roman times, this was gladiators fighting in front of the crowds and everyone would go and see them, you know, kill each other or get ripped apart by wild animals. Uh, but now it's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's, it's social media, and it's whatever you get in fed to you through the TV channel on Saturday night. So I think people should really think about what they're digesting what are you watching? Why are you watching it? And is this actually giving you something of value that will help you 
be a better person or help your family do well or survive. Um, and if it's not, I would turn it off. You know, that's a re- very, very good point. And actually, I wanted to tie into something you said. Most of the medicines that I mentioned in the first segment that were lowering testosterone in men, SSRIs, the Prozac, Paxil, Lexapro, Alexa group, antipsychotics, the older ones, Haldol, for example, the newer ones, Abilify, the atypical ones, narcotics, and marijuana. All of these are dopamine-blocking drugs. They all block the dopamine, the pleasure-release neurotransmitter. And so you were talking about the dopamine blockade on a different issue, Dr. Gilthorpe, but every single one of the medicines that I mentioned at the beginning that are lowering testosterone are blocking dopamine, which in fact ends up increasing prolactin in the pituitary, which shuts down the testicles that produces testosterone. So there's a link between the over-medication of people with these drugs that block dopamine and then people trying to, to find ways, other ways to stimulate the dopamine because it's, it's, it's part of who we are and dopamine has positive effects and those are yet destructive ways to try and increase dopamine. Yeah. I mean, interfering with it is bad, Dr. Lee. It, it, all things natural, but too much of a good thing or too little of a good thing is 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 not good for us. Exactly right, Doctor. Yeah, Lee, it, you were... yeah, it may be it may be that the combination, uh, Doctor Lee and, and, and Doctor Gilthorpe, it may be that the combination of uh, very widely used dopamine blockers and the opportunity, if you try really really hard to get just a little spike of dopamine through something that's otherwise not very productive. It may be those those actually produce what what these diabolical people want, you know, for you to be ill and stuck in front of your computer, clicking away madly like a crazy mouse, you know, self-administering drugs. Whereas if you were able to... I think stop, you're right. Yeah, if you stop doing both of them, you may be better off. I mean, as someone who spent most of my life in the pharmaceutical industry, I've, uh, it's funny, you don't you don't look around and see what what are the benefits and side effects of drugs in other people's therapy areas? So my specialty was was respiratory illnesses. So, you know, drugs that would help relax the airways or reduce inflammation. And, uh, you know, those drugs are reasonably good. I'm not going to make a special case for, for asthma. And certainly they were invented before I joined the scene, but they were pretty good. And so I wasn't aware of how skinny the efficacy data was for many drugs in multiple therapy areas. And now I've looked, it's kind of, oh my word, is that that 3% or 8% you know, change, is that really worth having given the, the side effects? And often I think the answer is no. You would be, obviously you should always do this under good medical advice, but you know, I think the just general best policy would be to use as, as few pharmaceuticals as you possibly can and improve your general health and well-being through a healthy lifestyle and diet and exercise. So get away from all of this stuff, including what you just said, Jonathan. I think uh, social media is a net harm, I, and I'm convinced that the controllers know that and have encouraged it through through the things they've learned for a long time from TV, almost back a hundred years now. So yeah, we we can easily be well steered victims if we don't take control. Uh, you know, I remember someone told me a story uh, that uh, certainly the British government went out of its way to have as a political policy that every household should have a TV. And it was it was cast as if, well, everyone should know what's going on and be able to see into the, the world outside their home. But it's like, well, that's great. But nobody bought you a car or a foreign holiday. It's just a TV they wanted you to have. Very interesting. No, I- yeah, and this was this was the Nazi Party's great great technological breakthrough when they gave everyone a radio and you would yeah, sit there and listen exactly. to Adolf it, rant every night to just reinforce yeah, his narrative. It's happened. It certainly happened as you you've given the example in Germany, the the BBC and the example I gave in Britain, and I know there were similar similar things with the 
television networks, you know, whatever, 40s, 50s in the US. And just within a few years, almost everybody had a TV. And that this is not an unalloyed good on the well, contrary. The, the Obama a... government also went to great efforts to give uh, mobile phones to many people in certain, oh. you know, predominantly black states like Louisiana, et cetera, yeah. with free with free internet connection so that yeah. they would be then plugged into their mobiles. Yeah, I mean, I, I have described it only in the last year. I just, I was just joking, but I, I'd say I'd look around and people of all ages, but especially, you know, to, tragically young people, they walk about and they're staring into what I call the glowing satanic rectangle. And you all know what I mean, folks. And that that's, that these things are addictive. They know they're addictive and they are misusing that. They're using that in order to be able to stick messages into you. So best best policy I could ever uh, recommend is put your mobile down and go for a walk. At least once a day, separate yourself from the glowing satanic rectangle. It's not fun. That is one of the best pieces of advice you can give people for getting healthier, Dr. Eden. And back to some of the common meds, pharmaceuticals you were mentioning, Look at the look at the devastating impacts of the statin drugs. Yeah. One of the biggest cash uh, crops for big pharma has yeah. been this global increase in the use of statins to lower cholesterol. Well, when you widely use statins to keep pushing cholesterol lower and lower, you're actually blocking the building block. Cholesterol is the molecule that's used to make testosterone for men and estradiol for women, and it's also involved in making myelin for the, the nerve tissue that is myelin-covered nerves. Ain't, ain't pharma companies great, Dr. Lee? Oh, <laughs> they're, heavens. They're not. They're, it's, uh, they're, no, I, they're not, as they're we not. have both they're not. I mean, agreed. I, I, would, I would say, um, I mean, I, I, I won't do it tonight. I could describe it another time. It might be instructive that... I would say by the time I joined the industry in 1988, it was already dying. And in retrospect, it had probably already received fatal blows. But I think there was a period, um, you know, they may never have been good, but there was a period where when they were making analogs of natural products, uh, for example, if you suffer from chronic, from, from strong pain, uh, nature's bounty of opiates um, is a boon. And, and yet it's an inconvenient substance. And so, you know, synthetic analogs and so on, if used carefully, have benefits. I know they're dangerous too. Um, but so things that, that are analogs of, um, of whatever, of transmitters that, are, that we learned about often from plant products, I think could have some utility, but I won't defend it. I would probably 95% of drugs, you really don't want to take them. And what, what got worse I could see it happening during my career. There was a desperation. We had run out of, we, you know, we would talk in the industry. Um, and we'd run out of drug targets for making new, new, uh, you know, new and valuable medicines. And so, what you would see people doing is making, you know, copies of other people's, and then there would be a bun fight for who could sell the most of a product, even if it wasn't a good one. And so, and lipid lowering agents are the were the classic case. Um, SSRIs is another case, and so some of the biggest selling drugs during my career from other areas I didn't work in, I was thinking, well, wow, you know, they're not, they're not that good, these drugs. And it's worse, it's worse than not that good. You know, the drugs that were supposedly intended to reduce depression, anxiety, and suicidality um, were later shown to be associated with increased suicide risk. Um, and, and then the, this lipid lowering agents to try and improve your overall health unfortunately the side effects are by far the dominant net effect on a society there's no question about it unfortunately uh so you know i it took me a long time to realize it but uh, yeah <laughs> i i would use as few as, as the smallest number as possible and there are there is there is definitely a group of a category a few several several categories i would want to keep if i was on the desert island but the rest I would throw in the bin. Personally, if, if I was ever in a position to regulate this industry, uh, I would do my best to shut them. I don't think we need new brand new pharmaceuticals. I, I think we need high quality generics of a small number of drugs that we would agree are the ones we really want. 
And if we could get rid of this damn industry, we'd be a lot better off. It doesn't produce anything useful anymore. We have run out of good things to do. And I tell you what, when they run out of good things to do, they'll just do bad things. And that's what they're doing. Well, and we certainly are seeing that as they move into the supplement and alteration of vitamins and minerals and nutraceuticals. And as they move into Mm -hmm. the cancer treatment to develop mRNA and DNA altering cancer drugs that likely are going to have exactly some of the same adverse events and damage of the experimental COVID shots. It's very alarming to see the way that they're moving into these other fields where and bringing this mRNA technology and the lipid nanoparticle adulterants. So I think all of us need to pay close attention to some of the new announcements that they're coming out with. Any closing words from our international team as we wrap up this Christmas week program on the whistleblower report? Andrea? Well, well, I think there's a really a very important message from this year and for preparing for Christmas and for next year. Uh, world is always changing, but with the actions of people who are brave enough to uh, decide to do something what maybe nobody else wants to do it. Not because that nobody else cannot do it, because people don't trust to himself, and maybe because of lack of testosterone, as you said, and uh, that's why we are still in apathy uh, in fight against this global tyranny. And maybe we will we have to think over what we succeed to done last three and a half years and in the future that we can do much more. And we only need to be um, brave, trust in God because he will always help brave people. He will take care of us if we do. Uh, whatever we can and uh, with this thought uh, we can prepare for the future uh, danger what is coming from global policies especially from uh, WGF and other global organizations who are preparing for us just more pressure more taking freedom and uh, more who knows pandemics or something similar because this war is not over yet we are still in it and uh, we need to, to take steps and uh, well let's be brave trust in ourselves and trust in god and for that we can win mm. no I, I that's fantastic i i agree with that i know sometimes people might say you know well, what can i do as an individual and i would say uh two things at least two things you can do you know um one is to to not uh, believe that someone else has to save you, that there's an old saying, I can't remember what it is, but it's something like it can be difficult to believe that a small group of truly determined people can change the course of history. And somebody says, do you know what? That's all, that is what has always done it. it. That It's always the case that a small number of determined individuals can change the course of history. And and dear ladies and gentlemen who are listening, you you are one of those people. You can do that. And and I would say, I do think they're going to come after us again with more pandemics. Um, and, and I want you to know that, in, in my opinion, there was not a pandemic or a public health emergency. I don't think that they are possible. There might be some situations, but what they're going to tell you is 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 something that's not actually possible it'll be some scary thing like flying ebola can't happen and i'll tell you what you should look for do the politicians look frightened no they don't they're not scared they want to frighten you so there won't be a pandemic that us tell you there is one don't be frightened uh they'll use rotten pcr tests it's just a fraud there's nothing happening at all and what they want you to do in the end is comply with their stupid restrictions that will rip your freedoms from you and your children and they want you to roll your sleeves up and get jabbed with something that is toxic by design intentionally harmful i I know this from having worked in rational drug design for years 
And I'm afraid, why are they doing all of this stuff? They want to take complete control through uh, making everyone have a digital ID, digital only money. And at that point, we are inside the killing machine and you would have to do what they tell you. So stay outside the machine, no matter what the pressure is, what I would say, tr trusting God, but, but speak out as well. And, and then the small number of people, at the very least, are going to survive this. This will fail. This is so unnatural and diabolical it will not succeed. And so let's stay outside and make sure that there are enough people to bear witness and to recover. Well said. Dr. Gilthorpe, your, your thoughts for our audience as we close out this program. Well, I, I just like to say, Dr. Lee, I, I agree with Andrea and Mike, absolutely. And I would Christmas, one of the colors we have for Christmas is green, isn't it? I guess because of the tree, the evergreen. It has some pagan roots, which I don't entirely agree with. But I think everyone should focus on the color of green being grassroots for the new year. If we get down into our communities, into our families, and we don't accept what's been thrust on us by our politicians and the elites, then we will win because uh, we need to reestablish the communities that we've we've given up and we've lost over the last decades. And mm -hmm. we only do that by putting in effort at the grassroots. Absolutely. And beautifully said. And I'll add to that another color of Christmas is red. And let's light the fire of passion and drive and individual liberty and fan the flames that have colors of red and orange and gold, all happy colors, all colors of life and passion and freedom to be the individuals that God has created us to be. Celebrate life, celebrate hope, and stand against evil. And that is a Christmas gift you can give everyone around you, even if you have no money to spend. We thank you all for being part of our listening family and sharing our work. And we hope that you will sign up and be part of our crusade to spread joy and hope and truth against the lies and deceptions. Go to truthforhealth.org. Sign up to be part of our crusade. We are silent no more. Join us and all of you, Merry Christmas and a very happy and healthy new year of standing strong in your individual creativity, liberty, and your spirit and strength and drive. We'll be back again next week. Merry Christmas.